0: All right, Trevor, say so good morning. Let us begin. It is such an incredible source to be able to continue the dive with all of you today. Begin by thanking our sponsors, to so thank our Talatora sponsors for the month of year, to thank Yonah and Shushi Ehrenfeldt for dedicating the Shi'urim this week in memory of Johan's grandfather, Yosef Ben Shmuel Aaron, to thank Benjamin and Elise Wall of Netanyahu for dedicating the Shi'urim this month in memory of Dr. Michael Gelfand, Moshe Chaim, Bensi Hirsch. Our week of learning sponsors, Hillel Elani Goldman, in honor of Dr. and Mrs. Jacob and Goldie Milner and the entire Kihila. Ari and Haley Lichterman, in memory of Haley's mother, Rachel Leah Bas Ruvain Mayer. Our Daph Yomi sponsors for today, Hillel Sakhalov, in memory of his mother, Chaya Bracha Bas Siharsh Halevi. And uh, and my mishpacha in honor of my grandmother's yard site, Malka Basakiva, we hope that in the merit of our Torah, all of the neshamas will have an aliyah, and the families in the chum. Of course, we also take the opportunity to dedicate the daf today, really in honor of Yom HaSmot. You know, as I as I mentioned in the message that I recorded for for Yom HaZikul Yom HaSmot. You know, people observe this particular day in many different ways from a halachic perspective. Halal, no halal, bracha, yes bracha, all different ways. But but how, however a person celebrates it, the most important thing to recognize is a profound sense of hakar satov. That Baruch Hashem, we have the ability to have a homeland, that we have an ability to travel freely to that homeland, that you have an ability to learn in that homeland, to work in that homeland, whatever it is that Baruch Hashem, a Jew in today's day and age, all they have to do is purchase a plane ticket, and a person has the ability to step foot on the holy soil of Eretz Yisrael, and that in and of itself. Ein zechus There is no greater benefit and no greater no greater merit. So however we express our gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on this day, the most important thing is that we find a way to express the gratitude. And I was with that, let us begin. So today's daf is nun test 59. Actually, a really a really a riveting Gemara ahead of us today. A really riveting Gemara. So, also, so, we're picking up the last line 59, we're picking up the last line on nun ches amud beys 58b. So, the Gemara says as follows. So, the Gemara says, Nis amulu onis garshu. So, remember again. The Mishnah, the Gemara was making reference to the Mishnah that we had on Vav Days. So remember the Sukhidir there is dealing with a Kohen who has married a woman who he is not permitted to marry. So again, you know, we we, we went with the the extreme case of the Kohen Gadol who was marrying the Almana. So remember again, the Mishnah was primarily focused on what happens after an illegal Kiddushin because illegal kiddushin by definition from the beginning preclude her from going ahead and consuming truma. The Mishnah then went on to say that even if you say that from kiddushin and on, she's not permitted to go ahead and eat truma, she only becomes disqualified after nisuin, that was lashon of the Mishnah mina k'sheros. So for example, remember again, once a woman is in an illegal marriage, she becomes a halala, right? She becomes ultimately someone who's precluded from marrying future Kohanim. When does that status devolve upon her? Only after nisuin, not during irasin. Not during irasin, okay? So it says, so let's go back. So, last two lines, Interesting case. So Rabbi Bar Yosef asked the following shaila from Shmuel. She u so I like a little bit of background for this, and then the truth is we're gonna. This is gonna be the next Mishnah. Uh, a girl has three stages in her maturation. Below the age of twelve, she's called a kitana From the age of twelve to twelve and six months, she's called a a narrow and from the age of 12, 12 months, sorry, 12 years and six months and on, she's a kidolo, an adult. Now we are going to see something very interesting, which is that a coin Gadol is obligated to marry a basula. He's obligated to marry a virgin. That's that's his that's an additional thing above and beyond a regular coin. He has to marry a basula. Interestingly enough, what the image understands is as follows: as a woman, as a woman gets older and becomes, or as a girl gets older, becomes more active, very often the besulim, the besulim, the hymen itself, could become thinner. So there's a discussion about a coin, coin Godel, does he have to, is he allowed to marry a bogeres? Now remember, a bogeres is a woman who is 12 years old and six months and above, right? And is a besula in that she's never had relations with anyone but there is a strong possibility that the B'Sulim, just physiologically, the B'Sulim themselves have thinned out a bit. So ultimately, again, is he permitted to marry such a woman? So the Gemara says, see, here we go. So, so let's say, again, the Gemara now is presupposing that a Kohen Godel shouldn't marry a Bogeres. Like I said, that's going to be the topic of the next Mishnah. Presupposing a Kohen Godel shouldn't marry a Bogeres. Okay, so let's say he did, let's say he went ahead, I'm sorry, well actually the case over is as follows. Well. He did Kidushin with a Kitana, Kiddushin with a Kitana, and then goes ahead and obviously before nisuin, she becomes a Bulgaris. If you look at Rashi, last Rashi, Rashi says over here, So what happened? So coin Gadol goes ahead and, coin Gadol goes ahead and, does Erisin with a Kitano, but ultimately again she becomes a Bogaris, a bogeres before he does Nisuin. What's the halocha? What's the halocha? So it says Gemara Mahu. So the Gemara says, Basra Nisuin as Linan, top of Mondes, Basra Nisuin as Linan, or Basra Erisin as Linan. This is very interesting, Shaila. Do we judge the validity of the calling Guddle's marriage by Erisin or by Nisuin? It's the fundamental shaila by Eris and Rabbeini Sun. So it says the Gemara. So remember again, think about this just a moment. If you judge it, if you go bus or Aresin, in other words, remember again, he did Aresin with a girl who is a, is a Nara, let's call it an arrow. Therefore, that's totally permitted, right? Even though she becomes a Bogaris before Nisuin, at the end of the day, the marriage should still be absolutely fine. However, if you go bus or Nisuin, then by the time you get to Nisuin, she is a Bogaris, and that could be problematic. To which the Gimara said, I'm late to Nisuin. So yeah, I said in the Jews, we learned this in the Mishnah. What did we learn in the Mishnah? So Nis um, niskarshu. So remember again, the Mishnah said, Kohen Gadol married in Almana. So what happens if she was widowed or they divorced? Min psulos. If ultimately, again, she was widowed or divorced from the suin, she becomes a chalala and she cannot marry another coin. ksheros but ultimately again from irisin if she's widowed or divorced ultimately she remains kshero, she remains kosher now look at rashi what do, so what do you see from here so what do you see from here you see from here clearly that when it comes to psul, we go ahead and we go after irisin and not after Nisun. That becomes clear. So again, look at Rashi once more. Ama kahuna, when it comes to apsul for kahuna purposes, basr nisun We go after nisun, and again, the proof to that is what? The proof to that is the fact that halacha when the queen Godel marries the almana. If they get divorced from Iresin, she is fine. She's permitted to marry another Kohen. From Nisuin is when there's a problem. So therefore you see that halacha Maisal in mismarriage, the status is determined by Nisuin and not by Iresin. And not by Airison. And the boss said, so therefore again, going back to our previous question, we would assume that therefore if you assume and again, of we haven't got this is our next but assuming that a coin god has to marry a naro So if he marries a naro, does eris with a naro, but then she becomes a Bogares before Nisun, that would seem to be okay. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, we go after, we go after, I'm sorry, that would not be okay, because we go after Nisuin. To which the Gemara says, the I'm not asking when she becomes a Halala. The Gemara says, the, 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 Because it will say, the Gemara essentially answers, you're, you're mixing and matching two different things. The Mishnah, our Mishnah was talking about when she becomes a Halala. In other words, I will say, if a woman, if a woman is in an illegal relationship with a coin that could render her a halalah which would preclude her from marrying future kohanim. Everyone agrees that a woman only becomes a halalah when after bia, after bi'ah. So the gemara says, "Kikami boily." Our question is, I will say, we're asking a very specific question, which is. The Pasek says that a Kohen Gadol has to marry a B'Sula. So it says Yikach, he shall take her. We're trying to figure out at what point in time does she need to be a B'Sula? My, Seligimara so says, my K'cha. My, my, so Seligimara says, I'm sorry, who ishav Yikach, my K'cha de Kiddushin ba'inon or K'cha de Nisuin ba'inon? We're asking a different question, says the gemara. Which K'cha? Which taking are we referring to? Are we referring to ultimately again, the Kiha of Kiddushin, right? Are we saying that the woman has to be a besula at the time of Kiddushin, or does she have to be a quote-unquote complete besula at the time of Nisuin? hai nami So the answer to the truth is, we learned this as well. Where did we learn this? Eres esha mana v'nisman aliyos say a very interesting question. Let's, our interesting case, I should say. Let's see, you have, you have a stam coin. Stam coin, right? And a regular coin we know is permitted to go ahead and marry an Amana, right? He's permitted to marry an Amana. And then what happens? Halach al I'm sorry, Halach al so he's permitted to marry an Amana. And then he becomes appointed as the coin godl. Comes appointed as the coin godl. So, an interesting case. He did a with the Amana and then becomes appointed as the Kohen Gadol. So I'm going to say, so again, just to be clear, he hasn't done Nisuin with this woman yet. So erisin with the Amana, totally permitted, he's a regular Kohen, then he's elected to the office of the Kahuna Gidola, Mazel tov. what's the Shaila? Is he allowed to go ahead and do Nisuin with this Almana? So erisin was beheader, Erisin was totally better. Right now, the shaitla is Kiri dunisun with the salmona. Now that he's the kohen gadol, to which the gemara says, yes, ir says halmona ben isman kohen gadol Incredible halacha, absolutely incredible halacha. So even though, again, now doing nisuin, he's already the kohen gadol. Nevertheless, halacha la he is permitted to marry her. The say saying, now, what do you see from there? What do you see from that case? That the halachic validity of marriage is established when. At the time of, of the time of Erison. See, essentially, we're saying in that case is like this Coin, when you did Erison with this woman, was it a permitted relationship? And the answer over here, of course, is yes. Yes, he was a regular Coin who did Erison with an Almanah. I, now you're the Coin Godel, and Nisuin it would be prohibited. We don't worry about Nisuin. In other words, when we judge the halachic validity of a marriage, what we look at is the time of erasin. It will say, absolutely incredible. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 that's not a good. It's not a good proof. I'll tell you why. I will say the past says is actually very interesting. So the Pasuk Gemara is quoting is Amona zona isha. So I will say, listen to this. So the Pasuk says. Yikach Isha. This is actually talked about by the obligation for the Koenigodl to marry a B'Sula. So look at Rashi for just a moment. Shiny hasam, t'chsev Isha. Rashi says, it's the first of the short lines. Ki'im B'Sula me'amav Yikach Isha, v'hai Isha k'rayi seiru. And I will say, that, that Isha is extra. In other words, the Pasa could have just read, amana ugrusha v'chalala z'ona as ele lo Yikach. Right, Koenigoglu can't marry an amana, ugrusha, chalala, a z'ona, ki'im B'Sula me'amav is the Merah B'Sulloh. Yikach Isha, that phrase, Yikach Isha, you shall take a wife, is extra. Is extra. So it says the Gemara, there's a drasha. What's the drasha? Back to Rashi. we're going to see later on, So ireis almona ben So we're going to see later on that the Gemara is going to use that phrase, Yikach Isha, to teach us this halacha, that if a kohengadol does a resin, sorry, if a regular coin does erisin with an almana totally permitted marriage, and then during erisin he's appointed as the Kohen Gadol, he's permitted to go ahead and marry her. From the extra phrase, Yikach Isha, to which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, and it's not shining us in the city Yikach Isha, to which the Gemara says, so therefore you can't bring a raya from that case. Why can't you bring a raya? Because it's a drusha. It's a drasha. So therefore I will say, in other words, you can't bring a raya from this particular case that therefore we determine the halachic validity of marriage at the moment of irisim. Since it's quite possible that perhaps this case is different because you have a pasuk that supports it. I says the Gemara hachanam iksev isha. So the Gemara says I, but it says isha over here also to which the Gemara says, Ahas No, 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 we'll say you can only make, you can only make, right? One drasha from Isha and not two. I say, how do you know which drasha to make? So the Gemara says, um, rois, how do you know that the drasha comes to teach me? This particular case of, of the coin excuse me, of the coin who did iris with the amana, and maybe not the case of Bogeras to which to very simply, Ha Ishtani Gufa, Halo Ishtani Gufa. say, if you think about it, by the way, there is a fundamental difference. Remember, we're dealing now with two cases which we're trying to compare. Case number one is what we started with this morning, where, again, a coin, right, or a quarter coin Godel, did a with a Nara. With a Nara, okay? She becomes a Bulgaris now before Nisuin. As we're going to see in the next sogyo, it's possible that when a girl becomes a Bulgaris, she doesn't satisfy the criteria of Besula for coin So Now, the Shaila is is he permitted to do Nis- a- Nisuin with her? Aresin was permitted, Nisuin, that's the Shaila. We tried to compare it to this case of a coin, regular coin, who does Aresin with an Almana, totally permitted. Now, he's appointed to the office of the Kahuna Gidola. And yet the is that what? He is permitted to go ahead and Duni's suing with her. Aye, she's an almana, and he's a Kohen Gadol, to which the Gemara says, we, so we originally thought, we originally thought, oh, what do you see from here? You see from here that halachic validity of marriage is determined at the time of Erison, to which the Gemara says, no, that's not what's happening here. You know what's happening in the case of a Kohen who does Erison with an almana, then becomes Kohen Gadol, he's permitted to Duni's suing, you know what's happening over there? Adrasha, Adrasha. You have a phrase, the Ikach Isha, that's coming to include an additional case, Ikach Isha, this woman who he was permitted to do with, now he becomes the Kohen Gagal, technically Kohen can't turn an but since he did Erizin, he's permitted to go ahead and take her as a wife. We'll see that full drasha. But the Gemara says, it doesn't teach me anything about Bogaris. I, to which the Gemara says, but if it works for the case of Arison with an almana. Why wouldn't it work for the case of Arisin with a nara who becomes a vulgaris? To which the gemara says there's a very simple distinction between the two cases. In the case of nara who becomes a vulgaris, she has undergone a physical change. In the case of the Almana, there is no change vis-a-vis the woman. The woman is the same. That's the end of the sukya. Just I'll point out to you, interestingly enough, that Ramman Paskins, we're going to get, we're going to come back to the Bulgaris case. That's going to be our next sukya. So we'll see the Allah Khalamaisa there. But what I will tell you, interestingly enough, is that Ramman Paskins like this statement that we just saw over here, which is that if you have a coin who did Aresen with an almana, right, totally permitted, because a regular coin is permitted to marry a widow. So a regular coin does irisin with an almana during Aresen the coin is appointed as the coin Gadol, he is permitted to do suing with this woman, which I will say is incredible. So in other words, you could have a situation where you could be attending the chasana of a coin Gadol to an Almada. Ah, you'll say impossible? Not impossible. When, how could he, how could it happen? When he did a with her, when he was a regular coin, and that in fact is how the Raman Paskins but again, I will say it's not really based on Svar. it's not a logic, it's based on the drush of the Pasik, the extra phrase, Yikach isha. Incredible. Let's go back to Mishnah. So now, actually, we're going to get into the Sugya of Kohigodl. Who is the kohen permitted to marry? Not permitted to marry. So kohen gadol yisa almana be'almana mina eresin be'almana mina isulin. A kohen gadol can't marry a widow, and any kind of widow, any kind of widow. He can't marry a widow from from Erison Can't marry an Amona from the isulin. Follow yisa sabogaris. So we'll also here it is, a kohen also can't marry a bogaris. Now again, we're going to see the logic of not. So remember, just to define our terms, kitano a girl below the age of 12. Nara, a very short window, a six-month window 12 to 12 and a half to 12 years old and six months. Bogeres is essentially a gidola, a girl above the age of 12 years old and six months. So the Gemara says a coin Gadol should not marry a Bogeres. Now I will say there's an interesting Machlokes here, we'll see this later on, so who should he marry? Are we saying that he should marry either a Ketana or a nara or perhaps we're going to see there's a school of thought that says he should dafka marry a nara we again we'll get into that in any event the Yimara says the gemara says Rabbi Al-Azhar, Rabbi Shema, Machshem what was Rabbi Shemah Machshem Bolgeras Rabbi Rabbi is saying no he's allowed to marry a Bulgaris. he's allowed to marry a Bulgaris. We'll, we'll see the nature of that Machlokas I will say this is actually an interesting case Mukas Ace Mukas Eis is a woman who does not have basulum. So the hymen has been ruptured, but not through an act of bia not through an act of relations. Ace means some type of, of injury, some type of injury. And by the way, we're going to see, ace doesn't have to be like traumatic injury. Ace could be just for some reason, the basulum are not intact, but again, not a result of relations. So what's interesting about this is, you have a situation of a woman who is a besula in that she has never had relations, but she doesn't have besulim? But the actual the actual hymen itself is not intact. So the Mishnah says that a coin gadol shouldn't marry a mukas aids either. Okay, let's see. Says the Gemara Tan Rabban, Amona Lo Ben Amona Ben Amona I'm actually very proud of myself, but uh, causing some problems, I'm sure, for the rest of the Hevra. In any event, okay, let's go later. So says Digimara, go later. So says Digimara, so says Digimara, I might have thought as follows. I might have thought like this. I would learn out, perhaps I would learn out, um, Perhaps I will learn Amona from Tamar. Now I will say. Now remember again. So the Gemara is here talking about the the story of Tamar, where remember Tamar's husbands died, two husbands died, Er and Onan, and remember Yehuda says to Tamar, Shivi avich. Literally, again, stay as an almana at your father's home. Stay at amona at your father's home. So remember again, in that in that particular situation, Tamar was an almana from Misu'in. Right from Nisun. So I might have thought that when the Torah says that a Kohen Godel can't marry an Amona, I might have thought that it's Dafka only an Amona from Nisun, but the Amona from Erisun would have been okay. Malahalon min Hanisun, Afka min Hanisun. Kamash no, Kamash Molono, the Mishnah teaches me that Halo Cholomaiso, Kohen Godel is not permitted to marry any kind of Amona, whether she is an Amona from Erisun. Or an amana from nisuin, to which the gemara says I don't understand. Maybe not. That's good drasha. Why not accept that drasha? Maybe the kohen gadol only can't marry an amana from from nisuin. To which the gemara says dumi nidi grusha, So ben we'll min say since amana and grusha are linked. So, therefore, just like Grusha, it doesn't matter if she's divorced from Idrisen or from the Suen, the Coin Goggle can't marry her. So, to buy Almono, whether she is widowed from Idrisen or from the Suen, Coin Goggle can't marry her. Incredible. We'll say, let's go back to Velo Yisas Habogeres. He's not permitted to marry the Bogeres. So, we'll say this is going to be a very interesting Sugyo. So, why not? Otherwise, we'll say, remember, the Bulgaris in question over here—it's not like she's been married, right? There's no previous relationship, so why halacha can't the kohen gadol marry a bulgaris? So listen to this, rab, hold on. So we'll say, the pasuk that refers to a kohen gadol's obligation to marry a bisula is, is interesting, interestingly worded, isha bivsula. He should marry a, a woman who isha biv sulah in her besulim, in her biv almost like in her bisula state. So what listen to this: prat lebo garas shakala besula besulah. Rabbi Meir, so what? Rabbi Meir says Bif sulah teaches me that her besulim must be fully intact. As I mentioned when we started this shir today, because the Gemara already alluded to this on the bar of the days which is, there's a concept in Halachar Meir feels that as a woman gets older and and becomes more active even, the besulim themselves thin out. And therefore, again, when the Torah says, the Torah is telling me that the Kongodl must marry a woman whose besulim are fully intact, fully intact besulim, And by definition, a bogeres does not have fully intact besulim. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Shimon, Machshirin Belgeres. Rabbi Meir says, no, Kohen Gadot, <speaking> look at my head, Belgeres, <Polish> totally fine. So the Maika Miflagi, what are they arguing about? See, here we go. Rabbi Meir, saw her, Bessula, Afilu, Mikzas, Bessula, Mashma. Rabbi Meir says like this, when the pasik says, when the Pasuk says, Bessula, or Bessula, right, or Bessula, I should say, Bessula means, oh, when it was a Bessula, whether you have all of the Bessula, some of the Bessula, as long as you have some element of the besulim, it is absolutely okay and permitted. Halacha <laughs> v'amaysa, Kohen is permitted to go ahead and marry her. So the Gemara says, b'suleha Ika kol besulim. Now, both saying, here's what's interesting. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir is darshaning as follows. Here's, here's, the, here's the issue. As I mentioned before, the Torah writes this word in a strange way, Bisulah. So essentially, what we're going to see is that the Rabbi Meir essentially says you have to break down this word into multiple drushas. So the first thing we darshan is bisulah. Had it just said bisulah, bisulah would teach me that as long as there is some part of the bisulim intact, that would that would be fine. That would be fine, right? Bisulah. But now that it says bisulah, bisulah means what? At the ikkakala besulim, you need all of the besulim to remain intact. Now, I we'll remember, but it doesn't say bisula and it doesn't say bisulaha. Instead, what does it say? Bifsoleha. So, I we'll say this is this is incredible. This is like 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 the mother of drushas. What you have over here are essentially three drushas in one. So, besula teaches me that I would have thought some besulim are okay. Bisulaha. All of the Basulim need to be intact, which is why according to Rabbi Meir, he cannot marry a Bogeres. Biv Sulal teaches me what? in shalokidarka lo. Biv Sulal Abbasai teaches me that halacha lamaisa, the only thing that's problematic is bia kidarka. Bia shalokidarka is not a problem. In other words, that a woman does not lose her, a woman only loses her basulim through bia kidarkah, but not biya shalokidarka. Look at Rashi, bivsulaha, be'z yesira demash the khidamadish, but makum So also what's interesting is as follows. So is like this. The, the last piece, bivsulaha, in her basulim, indicates to us that it is only biya in the makum bissulim. Only bia in the place where the besulim are that renders her a non-besula, but bia a ki darka, which obviously takes place not in the makom besulim, does not render her a non-besula. This is the shita Rabbi Meir. Mara says, Rabbi Loz, Rabbi Shimon say, hold besula besula mashma So I'll we'll say they have an opposite drasha. If it would, when it just says basula, Bissula means a complete bisula. Bisulaha, the word Bissula teaches me. I feel a mixtas even if some of the Besulim are left. So even a Bulgaris who may have a thin, who may have thinned out Halacha halachalamaisa still satisfies the criteria of Bissula. Bissula, what does that teach me? She has to be a complete B'Sula. And I will say, what does it mean to be a complete B'Sula? A B'Sula from bia kedarka and a B'Sula of from bia shalok kedarka." So I will say, this is the fundamental Machlokis, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar of Hashem. I was say, we see, by the way, the Machlokis is really, in two areas, right? Number one, number one, is a Kohen Gadol permitted to marry a Bogares, or to stay a little bit differently, is a Bogares considered to be a Besulah? According to Rabbi Meir, the answer is no. And the reason for that, according to Rabbi Meir, is because halach al so the definition of Besulah, is a woman whose besulim are fully intact, but a bulgeras, just by definition, just by dint of age and activity, is going to have fined out besulim, therefore she's not a besulah. Rebbe Rabbi, Lez, Rabbi Shemin, she is a besulah. That's Machlokas 1. Machlokas 2, Rabbi if a woman has had Biyo does that take away her basula status? Remember, so Bia the Basulum themselves are still intact, right? hamin is still the Basulum are intact, but she's experienced an act of So again, Rabbi Meir will say she's still a Basula, Rabozr Rabbi Bashaman will say she's not a Basula. So two fundamental machloks, incredible. So says If a woman has bi'a by definition, she is no longer a basula and ultimately, again, besula likovuna, besula likovuna. That was say. Rashi points out to you. Obviously, the kohen gadol, right? R- remember, again, this is talking only a kohen gadol has an obligation to go ahead and marry a Basula. Other kohanim do not have this obligation. So the Gemara is introducing over here. Rav it says in the name of Rav that pia shelo takes away her besula. Status. So it says raises So what says it's actually very interesting. This is talking about over here that if a man who goes ahead and violates or seduces a woman, that aloha is he's obligated to marry her. He's obligated to marry her. He has to marry this woman. To which the Immar says, the Now this is interesting. He's only permitted to marry her if it's a legal marriage. Obviously this guy's not so concerned with halacha to begin with, but the but, but, Torah's is not going to allow him to marry someone who, who he's not allowed to marry. So if she's someone who is permitted to marry to exclude a case of, let's say, where a man, let's say a Koen Gadol, went ahead and violated a woman, or I should say, seduced a woman, and she was a Grusha or a Chalutza. I'm sorry, as she was an Amana, right, or a Grusha or a Chalutza for that matter. So which the Imara says, well, let's analyze this. Hey, chidami, what would be the case of where he had relations with her? Ilaim objekidarko. If ultimately again he had with her be a kidarko, might iriam is shum then what does it matter if she's almono? Tefok lay me shum dahabi ba'ula. And we'll say there's another reason why the coin godd wouldn't be ultimate and not because of be'ula. So we'll say what do you see from here? You see from here that halo khala maisa, halo that ultimately again be a shalokidarko is not a problem of is not a problem of bisulah. To which the Gemara says Mishwa Amonah and Mishwa Be'ulolo To which the Gemara says, Amad Beis Hamani Rabbi Meir Whose opinion does this reflect? This is Rabbi Meir. This is Rabbi Meir. But say now what does Rabbi Meir say? Listen to this. so, the, so both say, remember again, look at Rashi. Hamani Rabbi Meir. top, top Rashi in the Beis kol k'ayamin Bogares Okay, so this reflects the Rabbi Meribah, so we already saw that. Remember again, there's two points of machlokis over here. Point of machlokis: the one is a coin godly permitted to marry a Machlokes, and point number two of Mahlokis, does B'yashelo kedarka take away bisula status? So obviously this is reflecting the view of Rabbi Meir, that Biashilo Kidarko does not remove Bisulah status. The Rav domer Krebalazar, but Rav holds the to which the Gemara says, one second, e Krebalazar, my area mishum baulo, the habula zona. We'll say one second, if we're going to lazer, then don't worry about Be'ula over here. There's a different issue of zona. Now, we'll say this goes back to the sugya we had two days ago. Remember, classically, we think of zona as a woman who has engaged in an illicit relationship. But as we've seen through this sugya, the real definition of zona doesn't have to be quote-unquote illicit, in other words, it's illicit, but it could be zona by definition is any relationship with a man with whom a woman cannot affect kiddushin. That's really what it means over here. If she can't affect kiddushin, then halacha that makes a zona. So this case over here says the gemara, If a coin gadol is violating an almano, let's say he's seducing an alman, or a coin Hedyot, is seducing a glush or a Chalutza. these are situations where kiddushin is impossible. And if kiddushin is impossible, then halacha la with one of these women should create a zona situation. I'm to which the gemara says. 3rd line down in Testament based 59B to which he will say, right? say, listen to this. He goes even a step further. He says that even if a single man and a single woman have relations, not for the sake of affecting marriage. So ultimately, again, they just have relations with no, this with no intention for issues. Ultimately, again, she becomes a zona. She becomes a zona. To which the Gemara says, say now again. That, that's a different. We, we happen not to pass in that way. We hold that halach um, to be called a zona. It has to be a relationship in which kiddushin would be ineffective, where there would be no kiddushin. So if you have a stam, a single man and a single woman." Who have relations? Then halacha. Let say again, it's illegal, but it doesn't make her a halachic zona. So I'll say some of you say. So I'll say. So just to be clear, we're trying to figure out over here as follows. Remember again. Here's what we're trying to figure out. We're, the 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 gemara said. The gemara said over here. Just to follow the progression. Rav said that ultimately again makes a woman psula lekahuna. Okay, that, that's what's happening over here, right? So meaning essentially kedarka removes the basula status of a woman. Okay, we then went from there. Rava raised the kasha, right? And Rava said, in reality, the Gimara says, the mishum buula mishum This is actually quite fascinating. In the case of bestiality, the Gemara says, in the case of bestiality, the Gemara says that all you would have is a situation of buula and not zona. But I will say, now, why is that? In bestiality, the halacha would be as follows. She's obviously no longer a basula, because again, the basulam are not there, but she wouldn't be a zona. The reason she wouldn't be a zona is because the status of zona is only in a halachically recognized act of relations. But in bestiality, it is not a halachically recognized act of. of, of Relations, so I will say, so therefore, you would have a woman who is not a besula. She's not a besula, but she's not a Zona either. I'm really, I buy a once again. I don't say that. If she's a buula she should be a Zona. And if she's not a Zona, right, then ultimately she shouldn't be a B'ula. I will say, maybe it should be, no different than the case of a Mukas Eitz, right? Mukas Eitz Dargo. So we'll say, so for example, you can have a situation of, a, right? Let, let's say again, we'll say the case of Mukas Eitz Shalokhidarga would mean, let's say again, there was some level of penetration shalokidarga but not as a result ultimately, again, of bia, but a result ultimately of something else to which the In came. is actually very interesting. They'll say if there's such a case of so listen to how fascinating this is. If there's such a case of mukas eitz shalokidarga, imkain imlha isha shikshera the kahuna, shalona says mukas eitz ayyedate srar. will say this is pretty wild. If there's such a concept of mukas eitz shaloke darga, then there is no woman in the world who is to marry a coin. And I will say a little bit of background to this. This brings us back to our Gimara in Meseches Barachas that we have saw for the first time, where in Talmudic times, they used to wipe with stones. With stones. So I will say, when you're wiping with stones, don't try it, but Lamaisa, we've heard, when you're wiping with stones, right? So again, some level of penetration, by definition, occurs. So if there's a concept of Mukas Eitz, Shiloh then Halacha Lamaisa, essentially, you go ahead and preclude any woman from going ahead and marrying a Kohen bottle therefore, that can't be the case, therefore, I will say, must be that the case of Rav is found in a case of Mima Enes. Take a look at Rashi, a quick look at Rashi, right across. So we'll say we're talking about a very simple case. Simple case, nothing here is simple today. But we're talking about a case where we're looking for a situation where a woman could be a Ba'ula but not a Zona. Ba'ula but not Zona. What's the case of where it's Ba'ula and not a Zona? Mima Enes. Now I'm going to say, take a look at go back to Ashi just a moment. I'm Rabbi Just looking for a case of ba'ula that's not a zona. listen to this. talking about a girl who was married off as a minor and Abus, we're talking about a situation where she, she was married off not by her father but by her mother or her brother. So therefore, all we have is Her husband had relations with her only shaloki bo. bo means that she does miun. Remember, supposed to saw a lot of stuff going on over here. She's a Kitana who was married off by her mother or her brother, Kiddushai Kitana, right? But the remember in that type of marriage, how do you dissolve it? You can dissolve it simply through meun through refusal. He only had bia with her, bia shalokidarko, and therefore haloch ma'isa. that's a case, says the Gemara, that there's no, right? There's no znos, de'in kan psul znos, the Almanas, the say, in this case, ultimately again, there's noznos because she was married, right? There's no Almanas and Gerushin because remember again, what does Mion do? Mion fundamentally uproots the marriage. And I will say, what do we learn from here? And therefore, I will say, this would be a case where although she is not a Grusha, she's not an Almana, ultimately again, but she is a B'ula. She is a ba'ula. Why is she a ba'ula? Because she had biya And that would be the proof of the Gemara you see from here that halacha l'maysa, bia kidarka, makes a woman into it. it says, ish. If a woman has relations with a, ma- with a person who's not an ish, now, what's, what's a person who's not an ish? An animal. An animal bestiality even though ultimately she's punishable by skillo so this is fascinating right the act of bestiality is is a capital crime punishable by death even though her act is punishable by death nevertheless she is she's say, now, what's the logic so the Gemara says because again because this allows her to go ahead and this allows her to go ahead and Right, she's Kshar because she's a Mukas eight. So I will say, and I want to be clear. Whether or not a Mukas eight is permitted to marry a coin is in and of itself a Machlokas, right? That, that's the Machlokas. According to the opinion who says that a Mukas eight is permitted to marry a coin Goggle, she would be permitted as well. Kes Dini Amar, listen to this, well, this is a pretty wild Gemara. There was one time a young girl in the city of Hislop who was sweeping the floor, and she was, she was sodomized by a dog. Okay, by, by a dog. And, and Rebbe permitted her to marry a coin goggle so again, what do you see from here? You see from here that Ultimately, again, does not take away her basula status. It essentially not does it right. Amr um, Shmuel, koin gadol me rebi. Sorry, Amr Shmuel, koin gadol be me rebi, koin gadol mi hava. So the Gemar says, one second, rebi allowed her to marry koin gadol. It will say, Re- rebi lived long after the second beis hamikdash was destroyed. Look at Ashi rebi laachar chorban abayis Rebbe lived after the destruction of the beis hamikdash. Kamadoros. So, so what do you mean, Rebbe allowed her to marry a Kohen Gadol? Rabbi was living long after the Beis HaMikdush was destroyed. To which the Gemara said, "Elo." rather again, she was permitted to marry a Kohen Gadol. So Rebosei, the idea over here is Rabbi was saying, had there been a Kohen Gadol, she would have been permitted to marry the Kohen Gadol. say again, what do you see from here? You see from here that, at least according to Rebbe, does not take away her basula status. So say what you begin to see, and this goes back to what we just said, what we said in the beginning of this sugya, there are two fundamental machloksim. Actually, three fundamental machloks. Machlokis number one, could a Koin marry a Bogaris or not? That's Machlokas one. Machlokas two, could a Koin marry Mukas Eights or not? That we didn't really, haven't really gotten into. And Machlokas three, and they're all connected, can a Koin marry a woman who is physiologically a Besula but has had Bia Shaloka Darka? Does Bia Shaloka remove Besula status or not? Formerly, Ravad-mi-pirak-nur-avashim, minna ha-mil-sa, da'ma Rabbanon. But I'll interesting idea. Where is this concept that the Rabbanon say? Let's at least begin this. E'en z'nus l'beheymah. The Rabbanon said that there's no zunos for a behemah, which means Rabbanon say that Allah ha-la-maisa, that ultimately, as we said before, that if a a person engages in an act of bestiality, and remember, this has a greater ramification for a woman than a man, if she engages in an act of bestiality, halacha l'maysa, halacha, it's illegal and it's a capital crime for both men and women, but Allah, it does not go ahead and, so to speak, count as a typical act of znos. So, for example, she'd still be permitted, according to like what we said before, to marry a coin, to marry a coin, or a coin god, I should say. So, we'll say the Pasik says, you shall not bring, now, we'll say this is talking about over here, the halacha that says that a person is not permitted to go ahead and bring an esnan zonah, we'll